are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a October 9th, or October 10th, excuse me, uh, Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, editor for USA Today's LeBron Wire, former Blazer B writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here on Lockdown Blazers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. Uh, it is Wednesday, it is hump day. And it is a Blazers game day. Uh, we're getting to you a little later in the morning than uh, I, I normally like to. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Uh, we're you know we're back on it. You know we're getting on it. We're getting back in the rhythm. It's preseason for me too. So uh, you know really just getting back in the swing of things here, and just excited that it's also we're starting to get this rhythm now where. There's games, basically, you know, it seems like every other day. Uh, Portland has their last preseason game on Friday, just like most of the NBA. And uh, this is their second-to-last one, and uh, it should be really fun tonight. Uh, It's against the Phoenix Suns, who uh, they don't have their best player, but I think more importantly, it's not really about Phoenix right now. It's it's about Portland. And uh, one of the big things for Portland coming into this game is that they will get or they are very likely to get Maurice Harkless back on the floor after uh, starting the training camp not as a full go and having uh, most of the preseason be a situation where he was limited in practice and wasn't playing a whole lot. And um, that's a guy that had knee surgery right before the season last year, and he acknowledged that that's even something that they talked about in the offseason. And now before this season it was that hey you know Portland did have a really great season last year but they really got some bad timing with injuries Harkless gets knee surgery in four weeks before the season or six weeks before the season ends and then he comes back early and then you also have Damian Lillard with the ankle injury and and that hampering him in the playoff series and so uh, big, big game, or a big moment at least tonight. Maybe not a big game because the result doesn't matter, but a big moment for the Blazers team and for their hopes for this season that Harkless is going to be back. There's, I, that's a very big thing. And Harkless really shot the three well last year. He he looked like he was turning a corner as an offensive player. You know, he's always been able to use his size and speed and athleticism on the defensive end. But uh, to use it on the offensive end with the ball in his hands was something that he did a little bit more last year. He shot the three. Guys closed out on him. He was able to hit mid-range shots. He shot the ball extremely well last season, and I really want to see whether this is the new Mo Harkless, whether this is the the moment that the franchise has kind of been waiting for for Harkless to put it together. And... Uh, the small forward position has been such a, inc- a position of inconsistency for the Blazers since Nick Batum was traded, frankly. Um, and, and I think you could even make the argument that Alan Crabb was probably the best small forward 
uh, you know, for a while on this team. But, uh, you know, Portland's best moments have been with Harkless, and I think because of that track record is why Terry Stotts told reporters yesterday after Blazers practice that if Harkless is healthy, he's going to be the starter. And that is not necessarily a surprise, but it is um, an interesting thing that Stotts went so far to say that when last season at this time, you know, that was the case as well, that Harkless was the starter. But uh, in the first month into the season, Harkless... Uh, calls out the teammates. They they have a little bit of a, a feud through the media where where Harkless is upset with the way the offense is run, and then he gets benched for a lot of the the rest of the first couple of months of the season, and he slowly kind of worked his way back into the rotation. And that was Harkless's story last year was really I think one of the more interesting stories that the Blazers had because it was it really had an up and uh, an up and down or a down and up kind of you know, ebb and a flow to it that was kind of interesting in also probably a little frustrating for the Blazers and for Harkless himself. So, um, you know, I think everybody in that group wants there to be more consistency and perhaps Stotts, you know, obviously maybe it's the belief in him over the last couple of years. Stotts could also be doing to try and instill confidence him in him to try and get him to really embrace that role as the starter. And this is the story of Harkless's career. You know, he's had the talent to be a really effective player. Portland has luckily seen him become one, but can he take this game to the next level where his athleticism can kind of all come together? And can he shoot the three? Can he be that guy next to Damon CJ that uh, they really need? So, Maurice Hartless is going to play tonight, probably not a lot of minutes, but it's a good sign that he's going to be playing, uh, especially ahead of the opener in eight days at the Moda Center against the LA Lakers, and then they have one more preseason game on Friday, so hopefully what happens is, is he plays, he feels good the next day, and then maybe he can play again, or or they'll rest him, but with, with almost a week between the last preseason game and the first game of the regular season, and Portland not having to travel really, uh, you know, I would anticipate them trying to get him minutes and everybody else minutes before they play uh, the, the Lakers in a, in a game that will probably uh, mean a lot in Western Conference seeding when the season is done, so... Um, Harkless is going to play tonight, and that's that's really big for the Trailblazers, I, and it's it's big for Harkless as well. And uh, you know, I'm going to be watching that game. I'm also going to be tuning into the Laker game tonight. Lonzo Ball and, and LeBron James uh, playing together for the first time. But uh, I think uh, both the games that I'm watching tonight uh, both have player important players coming back from injury that are going to I think go a long way in determining the ceiling. And so Harkless. If he can continue to add things to his game and continue to grow the way he has, uh, that's going to be good things for Portland. And I think Portland will definitely be outplaying uh, the expectations that a lot of people have for them uh, this season. So we're going to take a quick break after this. Mo Harkless probable to play tonight against the Phoenix Suns in Portland's preseason game. So uh, watch out for that, and he's going to start. So we'll be right back in a moment. So uh, we talked about Mo Harkless in the last segment, and Portland plays tonight against Phoenix. But I think one of the questions that we need to talk about 
about this Blazers team heading into the season is, is, is can this offense bounce back? And it looked really good in the game against Utah, one of the best defenses in the league, granted, once again, preseason. But uh, the, the group that they had out there with Seth Curry, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum was really getting a lot of nice movement. Uh, you have Nurkic uh, shooting threes and telling reporters after that, you know, if he's open, he's going to take that shot. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's also, you know, kind of where the league is now, but it's a good sign that he feels confident taking them. And this isn't a situation where the Blazers are running sets for Yusuf Nurkic to shoot threes. But if it just so happens, I think that's probably a better look for them than the post-ups that were so, uh, yeah, they were. He just wasn't good at them. He wasn't making shots. He was. He was just bad at scoring out of those a lot. And that is something that maybe Portland could trim. Uh, his shot selection, I think, is something that a lot of people. I talked about that with Nate Duncan when I was on the Dunked On podcast. That Nurk's shot selection, either shooting less, using fewer possessions. We didn't even really talk about uh, the Blazers. You know, shooting. Th- threes with Nurk, but that is also going to be potentially a weapon for the Blazers this year, and how consistent that is is going to be really interesting, but I think, uh, you know, obviously the the, the data set is not big enough to really make this definitive call yet, but I would guess that, you know, the way Nurk shot it and maybe the way Nurk shoots the threes, uh, especially in rhythm, in, in games... You know the the expected points per shot are probably more on that than what it is when he's posting up. And so Nurk is a great facilitator at the high post. He's a really good passer. He can really make plays out of the pick and roll. And I like what he can do there. But if he can actually score, that is going to be a, a major major win. And I think that's going to be the major thing that moves the needle for the Blazers is that their offense has to be better. They have to score points. And I know that last year in the playoffs. It wasn't necessarily the the offense that did them in, but uh, it didn't help that that Damon Damian Lillard, you know, didn't play well, and and that Nurkic didn't really figure out a way to score, and uh, you know, those are all big reasons. And Portland's defense was at a high level last year, but I think kind of in the way that Nurkic helped them be such a good defense last year, I think Nurkic is going to be the guy that is going to be a major key for Portland's offense getting on the right track and being the type of offense they need to be a competitive team and uh, be in contention to potentially uh, win the division. And and I think, you know, a lot of people are down on them. Uh, They're also part of the defenses that they play percentages and hope that uh, teams take bad shots and miss them. But I, I think that's, you know, not giving enough credit to Nurkic for his defense around the rim last year. And actually... According to some new data yesterday, Portland's defense was actually better than we thought it was last year. Uh, John Schumann uh, posted on Twitter the other day, he's the NBA.com stats writer, and uh, showed that the stats on NBA.com had been updated to include actual possessions instead of estimated possessions because 
that can take a lot of time during the season to actually do because there's so many games every single night and there's I think there's like one game one day a year like Thanksgiving is like the one day in the year where there's no NBA games but other than that from the start of October until the end of June there's NBA games basically on every night so that's why they don't have you know the possessions counted during the season but Portland moved up two spots from eighth to sixth in overall defensive rating last season and once again I think Nurkic is is the reason why uh, and also Damian Lillard's growth I think at the point of attack I, I know that uh, I talked about this a lot last season as a point of growth and something that Portland needed from him and he delivered that in addition to uh, some of his best offensive stats of his career in terms of scoring so uh and and getting to the free throw line and all that stuff but uh portland's defense is great i think nurk is is a big reason why and nurk is going to be a, a big key to their success this year on offense as well you know can he can he make a three-pointer every game can he make you know can he get that a regular part of his arsenal can he finish better around the rim can he get more assists will the rest of the blazers make those shots that they need to to raise that assist level because there were a lot of times when they would make passes especially to nurk and he wouldn't make the shot or and that would be the end of the possession and that would be could have been an assist but it wasn't and so that's a big reason why portland was last in assists I think a lot of times people assume that just because Dame and CJ have the ball all the time that they're not passing the ball, but a lot of times uh, the guys who were getting the ball just couldn't finish. And so uh, I, I really believe that Nurk is going to be a major key for this season. He was a major key for their success last season, a, re- a big reason why they were the third seed in the Western Conference. But uh, I like that he's added a new wrinkle to his game, and it wasn't even something that I was thinking about, as I said the other day on the pod with Seth Johnston, but uh, the fact that it, it, it could possibly be a thing, and that's another thing that I'm going to be looking for tonight, is more of this confidence from Yusuf Nurkic. I mean, he showed it off against the, the Raptors, shot a three against Jonas Valanciunas, but uh, can he keep it going? Obviously, it's preseason, but... If he's going to keep shooting it, that's going to be big. And and to shoot it with confidence is going to be major. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what he can do. Obviously, Phoenix is a bad team, but Tyson Chandler is pretty good. So I'm looking forward to seeing him uh, against the ones for Phoenix, even if Phoenix is not a good team. Also, DeAndre Ayton uh, is a guy that, you know, the number one pick. So th- that's going to be a fun matchup, a guy who also shoots threes. You know, all the new guys, all the new centers come into the league shooting the three. Ayton shoots the three. Mobamba shoots the three. So uh, Nurkic kind of just evolving. So I'm looking forward to that matchup tonight. Tyson Chandler, that was last year. Uh, DeAndre Ayton is this year. So uh, excuse me for that. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Phoenix Suns and what they bring to the table in tonight's preseason matchup before we wrap up this episode of Locked On Blazers. So we're back here to give you a little breakdown on the Phoenix Suns and their team coming into the game tonight in Portland preseason game, second to last preseason game. Uh, The guy that you know the most probably from the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, is not going to be playing in this game as he's still continuing to nurse a broken hand back to health. Uh, We've seen a lot of videos of him working his left hand and and things like that in practice with the Phoenix coaching staff, but 
uh, he, he's not ready to play yet. He, he's not going to play. And, and Phoenix, in general, is a team that has a lot going on right now. They got their best player injured. They just fired their general manager, Ryan McDonough, two days ago on Monday. And then now uh, they're apparently going to hire James Jones, who's been out of the NBA for a couple of years, to be there. I mean, it's not apparently going to happen. Woj said that that is what the owner is leaning towards. But nothing is official or done yet. But uh, Houston or Phoenix, you know, showing again uh, that bad ownership can, I think, hurt you more than good ownership can help you. And I think this is another example of that in the NBA where Robert Sarver kind of meddling in the, the basketball operations. And then you look at also the, the Minnesota situation with the their owner, Glenn Taylor, kind of taking over the negotiations for the Jimmy Butler trade, which still hasn't happened yet somehow. Uh, but they have a lot going on and I think it's I know it's frustrating sometimes to be a Blazer fan but uh, it is is worth noting that Portland has been you know fairly competent franchise and you know Paul Allen has had his power streaks in in the past before when you know in his tiffs with general managers especially but uh, you know they've never been out of control so out of control that they've been as you know, as bad as Phoenix has been for the last few years, and so uh, Phoenix really has a lot going on. But they do luckily have lots of you know drafted talent that they've accumulated over the years of being bad. And uh, tonight, I think most of you are going to get your first look at DeAndre Ayton in a Suns uniform. I watched a little bit of their game against the Golden State Warriors on Monday, which they won. Uh, Obviously, they're playing against the, the Warriors scrubs mostly, but they, they did. The Warriors did have some of their guys out there, Durant and, and Steph specifically. But you know, this is the second year of Josh Jackson, who was a number four overall pick, I believe he was. So probably they're expecting big things from him. And then Aiton, obviously, guy was taken ahead of Luka Doncic, which I was always a big Doncic fan. Uh, and I, I believe he was the best player in the draft just because I you know, watched him a couple of times over the Euro basket and, and you know, clips from Real Madrid and stuff like that. And I, it just looked like he was playing a different, on a different level than most other young guys. But uh, Aiton looked pretty good against Golden State. And I think you know, his, his body, he's just so massive. Uh, you're going to get to see that on display tonight. And you know, he's way younger than Nurk, but he's just as big if not bigger and he's got these big shoulders and he shoots the three and he, he's a he moves well without the ball which I think is going to be a really um, interesting task for, for Nurk tonight in the matchup so uh, kind of excited to see the you know the next evolution of the center position because you know all the big men say that you know they see where the league is going this is partially why I think Nurkic is shooting the three but uh should be a fun matchup tonight between DeAndre Ayton also I think for Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum to get to go against uh you know the number one pick and I think for Ayton as well that challenge is going to be really fun to watch him even if it's preseason so uh the Phoenix Suns coming in to the game tonight with some exciting talent but a lot of changes they have a new coach uh but i'm really excited to see what happens with this team the blazers mostly and 
I think Phoenix is in line to be bad once again, but uh, I think they still have tons of young talent, and historically they've been one of the better franchises, even you know, even during the Robert Sarver era, they've been one of the the, the league's premier franchises. So uh, I was you know interested to see how they're doing. So. Uh, that's, I think, going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, we'll talk about what we see from this game in our next episode, and also we're going to do our guards preview uh, before we finish up the preseason, uh, as we've already done the bigs and the wings for uh, the first couple of positional groups. So uh, and those are written with Corbin Smith, so you can go back and listen to those, but we're going to get one more of those Corbin Smith uh, preview podcasts for the positional group. So keep it locked here. Lots of content for the preseason coming your way. So uh, we will talk very, very soon. And subscribe, tell your friends, and we will see you very soon.